and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions Podcast. As always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And this episode, without a doubt, is the episode I am the most excited about. I haven't been this excited about an episode in a long time. And I'm this excited because it's speaking to me and I know it's going to speak to you. It's something that like through conversations with people in my life, through just things I've been seeing on social media, through God, just putting it on my heart, like the topic. So what we're talking about today is, are you healing or are you distracted? And if you're active on social media, I've already been teasing the episode. I've already been talking about the episode. I've been telling everybody it's my best work yet. And I hadn't even recorded it yet. And I, cause I, I have nothing but the utmost confidence that this is about to be my most fruitful episode. And the way it came about is, Social media is such a powerful tool. It depends on what you're using it for. But I'm on TikTok. I found this girl's page who's like a therapist and all this other stuff. And like, she, you know, she making it's like the therapy corner of TikTok. And every single <laughs> TikTok she made, I'm like, dang, why does this girl know my life like this? Why is he? And I started to hate her. Like, I was really mad at her because like, why are you exposing me on the Internet like this? Why are you so accurate with everything you're saying? She's talking about everything from attachment styles to trauma to this to that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? So she she's amazing at what she does. And that led me to her Instagram page. Her Instagram page is Erica Simone underscore. And it's Erica with a K. Um, and I'm going to put her info in the description because she deserves the credit for like part of the inspiration for this episode. So shout out to her. But I'm going through her Instagram and I saw this post all the way at the bottom of her feed because, you know, I first follow somebody. I got to go through everything and I get all the way to the bottom of her page. And there's this picture that says, are you healing or are you distracted? And that spoke to me so much. And then I'm reading the caption and I'm like, oh, my goodness, because it just was resonating with everything that was going on in my life and the people around me. And I was like, God, this is the episode like this is it. You gave me the content, you gave me the episode, you gave me the passion. I wrote it down in my notes, in my phone, in my notebook, and I'm like, this is the episode. So I come in, I do my notes, and here we are, man. I am so excited about this episode. So getting straight into it, are you healing or are you distracted? It's a question we all need to ask ourselves. It's a question I had to ask myself, and I had to be honest with who I am, where I was, and what was going on in my life. And quite honestly, I was distracted. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but there was so much in my life that I thought I was healing from that. Quite honestly, I was just distracted from um, whether it's the relationship I had with or have with my father um, being in manipulative romantic relationships or feelings and views or opinions I've had of, my, of myself that don't define me. And I found myself in a space because I was feeling better. I thought I was doing better. And I had to learn that just because you feel better doesn't mean you're doing better. Just because you feel better doesn't mean you're healed. Just because you feel better doesn't mean the scars and the wounds aren't there. You have to actually do some work. And a lot of times, you know, they say time heals all wounds. Yes, time helps, but time is not the ultimate solution. You can't just sit there with a the problem ignore it and wait five years and think that this problem has now gone away all you've done is sat there and ignored it for five years and now five years down the line when something triggers that when something pokes at that when something pulls that scar off that band-aid off here you are back at square one dealing with the same issue again from five years ago that you could have been past or you could have been further along in the process but what you did was just 
ignore it. And I found myself in that space with a lot of different things in my life, specifically the first thing I mentioned, my relationship with my dad. I go through so many ups and downs with that relationship and I'm going to get there eventually. I keep saying it and not doing nothing with it, but like I had a good conversation with my mother today and I really want to actually try with that again. And there's other areas of my life where, you know, I need to actually do the work, be in the process, be in the moment undistract myself, be focused and apply myself to this healing that needs to take place. So like I said, when I get on this platform, I'm never going to say anything to you or tell you to do something or encourage you to do something that I'm not already going through, been through or all sort at anything of the like, like if I'm telling you about it, it's because I'm going through it myself. So let's start this by saying, what is a distraction? Let's define a distraction, right? Because we're talking about, are you healed? Are you healing or are you distracted? So by definition, a distraction is a thing that prevents you from giving full attention to something else. Emphasis on full attention. So there are a lot of areas of our life where we are hurt. We are damaged. We are broken. We are incomplete and we're not giving it the full attention that it needs. We may give it half attention, quarter attention, three quarters of attention, a fifth, an eighth of attention, right? But we're not giving it the full attention that we need. You know, we may give it some attention when it first happens because that's when it hurts the most. You know, when you first get a cut, what do you do? You run and go put a bandaid on it because it needs the attention right then and there. But then every day after that, you have to clean it or else it gets an infection. And a lot of us don't clean up these areas of our life. (laughs) And then it starts to linger and fester and infect other areas of our life. So when it hurts the most in the beginning, yeah, we give it full attention because that's all that matters right now. I'm hurt. I'm damaged. I'm crying. I'm sad. How could you do this to me? How could you make this happen? Blah, 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 blah. But then beyond that moment, are we giving it the full attention that it needs? And there are so many things in our life that need the full attention that we're not addressing. And what we do instead of giving it the full attention, we get distracted. You know, we, we start to put our energy into other things or it's like, oh, well, I don't got time to be sad right now. I got to go to work. I don't got a time to be sad right now. I got to take care of my kids. I don't got time to be sad right now. I got to take care of my family or my my mother, my sister, my brother, my boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. I have other things to do. I'm busy. Right. And whether you got the most full schedule in the world or you ain't got nothing to do at the end of the day, you have to make time to give the full necessary attention to the things that have hurt you, to the things that are lingering with you, to the things that are holding you back, because those conversations you have when you finally get to your wits end and you just dump all your feelings on your friend on the phone <laughs> or you get with your girls and you drink some wine and you all just cry together and then you move on after that. That's not enough. Sitting there in your room, just crying to yourself, telling yourself, oh, I need to do better. I need to do this. How many times have we really sat and said to ourselves, oh, man, I need to do better. Oh, man. Well, you know, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. Or, yeah, I'm going to get there eventually. How many times have we said that to ourselves and then we never got there? Even in the beginning of this episode, (laughs) I sat here and said, I'm going to get there with my father. How many times have I said that (laughs) even just on this platform? I haven't done anything. How many times are we going to sit there? And unload these feelings we have onto our friends or our family or our brothers, sisters, whoever it may be. 
when we get to our wits end, when things start to bubble up and, and, and things hit the fan, how many times are we just going to dump feelings on people and then move on with our lives? And then when these feelings finally fill back up, we just dump the bucket again. We're not really dealing with anything because we're distracted. We're focused on other things. You can't just dump things and think you're good. Your issues need the full attention and the attention you give it when you have those one or two conversations every four or five, six months is not full attention. That's not the, you need to actively engage and do the work and be on this process, be in this journey of healing. Those conversations here and there are few and far between, and they're not enough to get you where you need to be. They're not an over, enough to overcome the abuse you felt as a child. They're not enough to overcome the manipulation you felt in that relationship. They're not enough to overcome the grief of losing a loved one. They're not enough to overcome that trauma from your childhood and all the things that you went through and all the things that you've been through. Those conversations here and there with a random friend or a family member are not enough. That's not the full attention. This is something that takes time it's a process you got to dedicate yourself to so ask yourself are you healing are you distracted so now that we know what he what what distraction is here's some examples of distraction right because distraction can take many forms you ever be on the phone with somebody right and you having that phone conversation with them and you could hear their thumbs pressing on the keyboard and you're like yo are you listening to me (laughs) you can hear them scrolling through instagram while they talking to you you can hear them texting somebody else and it's like yo You're not giving me the full attention I need. And I feel some type of way when people do that. And I'm guilty of doing it myself, but I feel some type of way. Sometimes I'll hang up and be like, yo, just hit me back when you're ready to pay attention. Like we've been there and that's how we treat (laughs) our issues. We get distracted. You know, we should be sitting here having this conversation with ourselves about what's wrong with us and what's hurting us. But we're distracted. And some of these distractions look like distracting ourselves with food. Sometimes people don't feel good. So you get that comfort food that makes you feel better, whether it's ice cream or candy, gummy worms, gummy bears, whatever it may be, Skittles. And they recalling those because they killing people. So maybe you should stop the Skittles. (laughs) Skittles is not it right now, Um, but it can be food. It can be alcohol. It can be drugs. It can be sex for a lot of people is those things. It can be shopping. I mean, how many times do you need to buy Something new to make yourself feel better until you finally realize shopping ain't going to fix your problems. (laughs) You know, these these this instant gratification is not going to fix your problems. There's only but so many bags you need to buy. There's only so many pairs of shoes you need to buy. There's only so many designer belts you need to buy. There is only so many Starbucks cups we need to buy. (laughs) There's only but so many. At a certain point, these things are just distractions. So we got food, alcohol, drugs, shopping, sex. How many partners do you need to be intimate with before you realize you're just distracting yourself? Television. How many shows? These streaming platforms. How many shows do you need to binge before you realize you're just disconnecting yourself from reality social media right social media is a fake world that has real implications and if you sit there on it too long you're just simply distracting yourself and by the time you're done with it you just feel worse uh partying a lot of my friends we are touching 30 and getting to the other side of it why are you still in the club three to four times a week (laughs) let it go (laughs) move on get past it but a lot of people it's a distraction You know, there's nothing fruitful coming from it. You're not becoming a millionaire off of it. You're not getting rich off of it. If anything, it's taking from you more than it's giving back to you. And when you go into that club, when you go into this party, what are you engaging in? There's food, 
<laughs> there's alcohol, <laughs> there's hookah, there's drugs usually. Um, a lot of it leads to sex. Like all of this, is, it's like the, 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 the culmination of every distraction you could think of. It's the ultimate distraction place. Uh, yeah, we said hookah on there too. Uh, what, <laughs> what's that new thing going around? Little Miss, I can't go to the function unless there's a hookah there. The memes is funny. Uh, streaming, video games, the gym. And the gym is one that's going to get people because it's like, oh, I love going to the gym. I work out. The gym makes me feel better. It's therapeutic for me. A lot of people be like, yeah, the gym is therapeutic for me. And it's like, it's cool. But how much (laughs) there's only but so many weights you can lift before you got to understand that, like, bro, you're sad and you need to talk to somebody. Right. There's no reason for you to be that physically strong, but that emotionally weak. There's no reason you should be able to bench. 300 pounds and squat 500 pounds and deadlift 500 pounds. But emotionally you can't handle someone being upfront and honest with you because your feelings get hurt and now your pride is damaged and your ego gets in the way. And now you react and you start yelling at people and getting angry because you're hurting and is is touching that little boy inside of you that was crying out for attention and needed help and needed somebody to be there. There's the weights can't replace that. It cannot. You have to get in touch with who you are, be honest with yourself and start to do the work. And if we're being honest here, right, as I was doing these notes, something that came to me, if we're being real about distractions, distractions are a parasite. And what parasites do is they they drain your energy. Um, they, they just suck the life out of your body. You know what a distraction does. It's a parasite that kills the calling that God has over your life. Um, distraction becomes a way of escape. And then that way of escape becomes our way of captivity. You know, you find yourself in a situation where you're feeling some emotions that you don't know how to handle or you don't want to feel at the time. So you do something to make yourself feel better. And in that moment it works, but then it's never enough. So then you start to do it consistently and then you start to fool yourself thinking, oh, I just like to do this. And quite honestly, you don't just like to do it. You do it because you're trying to heal yourself. You're doing it because you're trying to fix yourself. You're doing it because you're trying to avoid something. You're doing it because you're trying to distract something. And then you get so deep in it that you think it's a part of who you are. You think it's your identity. You think it's what you have to do. You th- it, it, it becomes it just exudes off of you. And before you know it, you don't even know who you are anymore. Because how you dealt with your pain became your identity. It, it's held you captive enough that your trauma response is your identity. And you start to believe it. You start to feel it because at the end of the day, alcohol is not your identity. Food, sex, drugs, shopping, all these different things are not your partying. All these different things are not your identity. It's what you're doing to cover up how you're really feeling inside. So like I said, distraction is a parasite that kills the calling God has for your life. Because if you're so distracted that you can't pull yourself out of the emotional pit that you're in, you'll never be able to give if you can't give full attention to the feelings and emotions that you need to overcome, you'll never be able to give full attention to the purpose that you have to the calling that God has over your life, because there's always going to be that piece of you that feels like you're not good enough, like you're not worthy enough, like you don't deserve the success that comes your way. 
you know, there's always going to be that piece of you that feels like something is missing. No house, no matter how financially stable you may be, or you may have a house, you may have a car, you may have one, two, three cars, you may have an investment property, you may have all of these material things, but you may sit there feeling like you never measured up. You were never enough. This person didn't choose you no matter how much you felt like they should have chosen you. You're going to sit there and feel like you just kept coming up short, you know? So it's, it's that important to cut out these distractions because they pull from your life. They take from you and they, they, they steer you away from purpose and into captivity. So that's how important that is. And even in God's word, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, God says to us for, I know the plans that I have for you plans for good and not for disaster to give you hope in a future. That's God's plan for you. But when we get distracted because little things happen along the way, some things, big things happen along the way, but we don't give it big attention to overcome it and get back on that track. We completely miss the plan that God has for our life. So how do we get back to that? We start with healing. So with healing, the definition of healing is the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. I'll say that again. The process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. So right there, straight out of the definition, two things. Healing requires you to become a new person and healing requires commitment. It is a process. Every process in your life requires commitment. Let's 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 dumb it down a little bit and just take it back to like cooking. It's one of the first processes a lot of us learn. Some of y'all can't cook and that's sad and y'all need to get in the kitchen and figure that out. Big mama should have taught y'all how to cook some food and that's a problem. There's <laughs> no reason in 2022 these women is buying us food instead of cooking and these men don't know how to cook neither and now everybody eating McDonald's. But that's a side note, right? <laughs> so cooking is a process. Thanksgiving dinner. That is a process. You, some people start the night before you start at five in the morning. It is a process. Everything takes time. There's steps to it. There's ingredients you need. Sometimes you need help. You can't always cook it all by yourself. It is a process that you have to commit to. And if you don't see it through, if you don't do it step by step, and if you're not patient enough, your food is going to come out undercooked. It's going to come out raw. It's going to come out doughy. It's not going to be suitable to taste. It may be inedible. Because we didn't follow the process and it's the same in your life. If you don't stick with the process, if you don't go through the steps, if you don't take your time, if you're not patient with yourself and allow yourself to make mistakes so that you learn and grow along the way, you will stunt your own growth. You will hold yourself back. You will live a life that is unpalatable, <laughs> a life that bears no fruit, um, a life that doesn't impact anybody, a life that is unfulfilled. So you have to be patient with yourself and become a part of that process. It takes time. You have to be patient. It's not one of those things where you just come in there, talk to a therapist one time, and now everything is, is all good and dandy. I talked to my pastor one time. Everything is good and dandy. I watched one sermon. Uh, I read one Bible verse. I meditated one time. I went to yoga one time. I took a walk one time. No, this is a process. It's a process. You have to commit to it. You have to be patient and you have to allow yourself this time to heal, grow and thrive. And it takes a while before you start to see that fruit. But you have to be patient with yourself. So it takes that commitment, but it also requires you to become a new person. So by default, 
Healing requires you to let go of who you know yourself to be at that moment and allow yourself to be a new person. And a lot of us who our identity has been wrapped up. Remember, I said before, our identity has been wrapped up in our distractions. Our distractions became our identities. Right. I'm this promiscuous person now. I'm this uh, party person now. I'm this uh, I go to the gym all the time person now. Like our distractions become I'm a gamer now, whatever it may be. I'm on YouTube now. I'm on TikTok now. Our distractions become our identity. And then when it's time to heal, it's going to require you to be a brand new person that's going to surprise you and it's going to be new to you and it's going to feel different to you. And it's almost going to feel like you're betraying who you are. But quite literally, it's the opposite. You're getting back to who you were supposed to be. And that's the big thing for people. You're going to feel like, oh, my God, I'm changing. And then the people around you are going to be like, oh, my God, you're changing. You're different now. You're not who you used to be. And that's cool. Because some of those people don't need to be around you. No way. Some of them people are not your friend. Some of those people you picked up along the way because they fell in line with your distractions and perpetuated this environment that kept you trapped in in your mess. You know, it's, it's like that quote says, if you if you sit, if you sit in shit long enough, you start to forget what it smells like. If you sit in misery, in worry, in sadness in, 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 in low self-esteem in in self-pity, if you sit in all of this long enough, you start to forget that that's not who you were to begin with. You didn't start off that way. You were happy at one point. You loved yourself at one point. You believed in who you were at one point. And then something came along the way and took that from you. And it's time for you to take it back. It's time for you to heal. It is time for you to grow. And I know for a fact you will get there. I will get there we will get there and we're all on that journey together there are supports around you there are people who love you i love you and you have to continue to be a part of that process of healing it's something that takes commitment and it's something that requires you to be a new person so a lot of us you know now we're listening to this episode we've defined distraction we've defined healing and now it's okay well jordan how do i heal (laughs) what do I do? Where do I go from here? I'm feeling inspired by this episode. This episode really speaking to me is hitting me. It's either applying to me or somebody I know, because I know this is going to hit somebody at least three of y'all, right? How do I heal? So here's some basics that can get you started. And then once you get started, just keep the ball rolling, keep it rolling. Don't give up on it. But it starts with acknowledgement. You have to be honest with yourself that something is wrong. You know, a lot of times it's like that meme with the dog sitting at the coffee table and everything around him is on fire. And he's like, this is fine. (laughs) A lot of us refuse to acknowledge that something is wrong, that we are not okay. You know, when people come up to you and be like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing fine. You're not fine. (laughs) You good? Yeah, no, everything's going to be okay. It's not okay. (laughs) Stop lying about it. It starts with acknowledging where you are. It starts with that that inventory you have to take with yourself where you're like, you know what? I'm sad. I'm frustrated. I'm not where I thought I would be. This really bothers me. What this person did really hurt me. It it it, it makes me feel offended when it, it I'm hurt when I'm sad when I feel like I, I, I have to be like this person or I'm comparing myself to this other person or I feel lost without this other person. Um, I feel like drawn to this life that I know isn't me, but I can't break away from it. It starts with being honest and acknowledging where we are. 
And then it also starts with allowing yourself to feel these emotions that we're probably running from. Allow yourself to feel sad. Allow yourself to cry. You know how many times people sit there and they start crying and they be like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to cry. I'm a gangster. I can't cry. And you suck that tear back up. You just robbed yourself of an opportunity to be a human being because God created us with feelings for a reason. We have to feel them. And you can't, you're not a robot. Don't sit there and just only allow yourself to feel these positive emotions. Crying is a good thing. If you feel like you're about to cry, let that thing out. <laughs> Man, woman, or child, let it go. Let it out. Cry. Babies, they communicate through crying. Every tear is different. Every cry is different. Every sound is different. And if that's their basic form of communication and that's how they communicate, there's a reason we cry. <laughs> There's a reason behind it. Allow yourself to cry. Let that out. Um, Acknowledge how you feel, whether you're angry, sad, alone, scared, fearful, anxious, whatever it may be. Allow yourself to feel it. Acknowledge where you are. Allow yourself to feel it and then seek help both professionally and spiritually. Um, I think that you really need both to be able to be truly successful. I don't think that church alone is going to get you through everything. You can't pray away depression, contrary to popular belief. (laughs) You can't pray away anxiety like it helps. It is a benefit, but you need help too. you need professional help. There is a reason why somebody goes to school as long as they go to it and sit through these exams and get these licenses and certifications and have all these letters next to their name and study this DSM five and all of these different things that they have to do and do the million hours of internship and, 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 and all this other stuff that you have to go through. There's a reason they do it because someone needs to be a specialist in that area to be able to help people through it. And for them to have to go through all that, to be qualified, to help you just lets us know how many people are truly dealing with a lot. And how hard it is to get through it. It's so hard to get through it that it became someone's job to help you get through it. So why on earth would you think that you can do it alone? Why on earth do you think that your friend that you met at work (laughs) and now y'all cool because y'all go get drinks together is going to be able to help you through this problem? No, (laughs) you need to see somebody professionally, your homeboy. That you just go get a bottle with and just kick it with and now y'all smoke a blunt and now y'all just talking to each other and y'all talking about life and looking at the stars and all this other stuff. That's not going to help you. You need to see somebody professionally. (laughs) There's a reason they went to school as long as they did and got all the letters next to their name. It's a reason it's someone's job to help you. So seek that help both professionally and spiritually. The next thing, remove distractions from your life. After you've acknowledged where you are, you've allowed yourself to feel your feelings, you're seeking your help, remove the distractions from your life. If you know you spend a majority of your time chasing after women, leave these women alone. I have friends where I ask them, I said, what's the what's distracting you right now? Man said woman. I said, leave them alone. They're always going to be there. You don't have to chase them all the time. And that's someone who's distracted by sex. You don't have to chase them all the time. (laughs) Like, just leave them be. They will be there later. But you can't continue to delay your purpose for Punani. (laughs) Like, you can't you can't delay it. So you you can't you can't keep distracting yourself in that way. You have to remove distractions from your life. And the last thing you need to do is be patient with yourself. You are a work in progress. It takes time. It's like if you break your leg 
It takes all of about five seconds to break your leg. You fell down, you twisted your ankle, you did something wrong playing sports, whatever. It takes all about five seconds to break your leg. It takes weeks, months for it to heal. And God forbid you got to put some hardware in there and then it might, you got to, you run the risk of infection. So it takes a little bit of time to be hurt. It takes a little bit of time to be damaged. It doesn't take that long for someone to hurt you and cut you so deep or something to happen to you that just in that split second hurt you so much and it lingered with you. But it's just as quick as it happened, it's going to take a really diligent journey. It's going to take some time for you to get past it, for you to, to heal from it, to get on the other side of it. So you have to be patient with yourself and no one gets it perfect the first time. I've gone to therapy. I've stopped going to therapy. I've talked to people. I've not talked to people. I've been in church. I've been out of church. I've been close to God. I've been distant from God. All in all, you have to be patient with yourself because nobody's perfect. We're all trying. And it's all about progress, not perfection. You don't have to be perfect. You'll never be perfect. But if you're making progress, that's something to be proud of. So some of us, you know, we need that physical therapy for our hearts. You know, if you like, like I said, if you break your leg, part of that healing process, you got to go to physical therapy. You got to get your strength back up and you have to get your strength back because since you've been damaged in that area, you're now weak in that area. And there's so many areas of our life we've been damaged in that now we are weak in. And instead of healing it and getting stronger, we distract ourselves. And the problem with that is that a weakness in one area can cause damage in another. And I'll give y'all an example of that. When I was in high school, I had an injury. I had like something, go, some inflammation in my knee and a whole bunch going on with my knee. Didn't require surgery, just physical therapy. And my first day there, I'm here for my knee. And instead of them checking my knee, the first thing they did was test my hips. And I'm sitting here like, why are we I'm here for my knee. Why are you checking my hips? And the woman said to me, she said, a lot of men don't exercise their hips. And because they don't exercise their hips and they have weak hips, it leads to knee pain and discomfort. And I said, wait, what? Because now I'm a guy. <laughs> this was when I was in like one of my strongest points in my life, you know, I was like squatting 600 pounds and benching three over 300 and power cleaning over 300. I was a strong man. I had weak hips. I never knew you had to exercise hips. <laughs> I, I was like, hips are for women. That's how I thought back then. Cause you know, you go to Planet fitness and all these women are on this hip machine trying to get their butt right. And all this other stuff spreading. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all been there, <laughs> but I had weak hips. And because I had weak hips, it hurt my knee. And for a lot of us who are weak in one area, you're weak in self-control. You're going to get damaged in other areas because you can't control yourself. You're weak in, in faithfulness. You're going to damage other people and damage other areas of your life. You're weak in, in integrity. You're weak in, in whatever it may be. <laughs> you're, it's going to lead to damage in other areas of your life. And you're either going to damage yourself in other areas or you're going to damage the people around you who really care about you and love you. And, you know, it's like that quote, they say, you know, you have to heal from your wounds or else you're going to bleed on people who didn't cut you or whatever. However, that quote go. It's true. A weakness in one area will lead to damage in another. 
and you're either going to damage yourself or damage other people. And you don't want to be that person because we've seen those people who are just constantly miserable and now nobody wants to be around them who have been through so much and they can't be their identity is their problems. It's like this Eeyore kind of thing. If y'all ever seen Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore was depressed every day. <laughs> and every time he talked, his identity was just him being depressed. It was sad. <laughs> it don't be Eeyore. Don't be that person. It was just sadness every single day. So I say all that to say, what areas of your life are you weak in? What areas of your life do you need to acknowledge? Do you need to feel? Do you need to seek help in what areas of your life do you need to remove distraction and how can you continue to be better, do better and be patient with yourself? Healing is difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's easy. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but it's one of the most fulfilling because I know that it's steering me back to the purpose that God has for me. It's removing distraction from my life and it's making me a better person and everything connected to me is going to succeed. Everything connected to me is going to be blessed. So, with that being said, remove distractions, start the healing process, be patient with yourself and understand that I love you. God loves you. And until next time, this is Daily Dimensions. Share this with somebody you love, at least three people. I appreciate you. Peace. Peace.